Michael, if you can hear me, I'm in the nebula. Book? Whatever just happened down there, you can't let it happen again. It nearly caused another burn. Sukal? He caused the burn? How? Bodies adapt. All this dilithium and subspace radiation, his cells acclimatized to it in utero as they divided. But he was only a child. Then something must have happened to trigger him. to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson Lee, and with me is my co-host, Mike Thurlow. Mike, say hello to our audience. Hi, everybody. Hi, Johnson. How are y'all? Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I am feeling more like myself. It's been a long week of uh, not feeling super great. But we have a long weekend. Woo! Yes, we do. Yay. We do have a long weekend. So I, tomorrow is a nice, another a bonus day off, which is nice. It's uh, really much, nice. Much yeah. needed. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm feeling uh, back to normal. Uh, thought I had strep. And so I went to the doctor and I'm negative on strep and negative on COVID. So it's just one of those uh, random viruses that um, make you feel like crap. So, but I'm, you're better and you sound fine. Well, that's good. I, my voice feels a little different, but um, yeah, no, it's uh, so I'm happy that it's the weekend and I'm happy that I'm feeling better. So how about you? How are you doing? I'm good. Um, you know, so as some of our listeners may know, I started a new job two weeks ago. So it's been just a lot to learn. Um, new people, new process, new everything, new clients, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, it's, I actually really, I feel like I really need this weekend just to like have a little bit of downtime because I feel it's been nonstop because it's a new job. It's like, as I mentioned, it is off learn. So, you know, I'm starting my day around like 8.15, 8.30, but then I'm also playing catch up a little bit because I am still being kind of inducted into things and on being onboarded. So not only am I doing all my meetings and also client work, starting to do client work, but then I'm like, you know, I'm also doing trainings or whatever. So Ben, so usually our hours are 8.30 to 5.30, but my days are not ending at 5.30. I'm, I'm like, all right, I need to spend some additional time catching my emails because I've been like in, you know, five or six Zoom meetings the whole afternoon. And by the time I'm done, it's like seven or eight right now. I think it's going to get to a point where it kind of evens out. But right now, and it's not a big deal. Like, you know, it, it is what it is. It's been a little bit exhausting. Um, but it's to be expected with a new job. It, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm kind of, it's, it has been a while since I've started a new job. Uh, I, I've just forgotten how crazy it can get. But so far, so good. It's just like, I do appreciate the long weekend. That's Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Well, you know, and we, I was talking to one of my coworkers and she mentioned that this is, you know, when you're kind of feeling 
I kind of felt off and not down per se, but just not normal. And she mm-hmm. said, yeah, it's a post-holiday blues. It kind of happens to, to that us too, all. Yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. know, um, so it's that. So it's nice to have an extra day to kind of catch up and, mm-hmm. and rest and do whatever you want to do. Because actually, you know, during my vacation, I didn't get to get, didn't get to do everything that I wanted to do. Sure. So yeah. uh, hopefully I'll be able to tackle a few projects tomorrow that will um, like, like designing my office. Yay. Yeah. That's so, been ongoing. Yeah. But I uh, need to, I, yeah. and, and I also have to go into the office this week and kind of pack up everything and um, put it, decide what to do with it all. Not that there's a lot in my office. Because you guys right. are not going back until what late summer, fall, at least. Yeah, we're not going. Yeah, well, the majority of the staff is not going back. I actually don't have us. Uh, I probably won't have an office until 2022. So. Oh my um, god. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, our current office is being reconfigured, re- reconfigured, and opened up for programming space. Okay. And so uh, my boss and I are uh, officeless, so we're going to remain remote. Um, there's places where we can work when we need to go in, yeah. but, on, uh, you know, not a lot. So we'll be doing a lot of remote work and, um, for, yeah, through this I'm, year. Yeah. I'm actually excited to go into the office. Cause one thing that's really cool about my company is that we have all these different offices and I'm talking to folks in Boston and San Diego. And usually if this was normal, I would actually be visiting them, you know, like, because we have like six, seven offices in the US. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so it's cool. And yeah, it, it would be really cool to just meet people. But one day, not right now. Yeah, one day when we are, many more of us are vaccinated. And uh, yeah, things are things are a little more settled. So for sure. Yeah. And the weird thing is, it might, it, you know, by the time we're all vaccinated, and we can go back to the office or whatever, it's going to be cold again, probably. <laughs> like, it's so, <laughs> yeah, like, so right? weird. Yeah, it will while. be. Yeah, it is going to yeah. take a while to kind of get back to that. And, and then also, you kind of go through like, I, you know, I work for, you know, a nonprofit that is very um, friendly. And, you know, we like hugs. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, you know, things like that. So it's also, you know, adjusting to different people's uh, feelings on what that, you know, whether they want to be close to people or not. So it's a, it's a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of social nuances. Right. uh, To returning to work. So uh, that's going to be interesting too. And for you, like you'll, you'll be meeting people for the first time in person, Mm -hmm. which seems Oh, Hey, I know you kind of. Yeah. Right. So (laughs) it'll be an interesting world that we're uh, moving into later this year, but uh, yeah, for sure. uh, Still a ways away because the vaccine distribution is not going as fast as it's going to take a while. Yeah. And also we live in New York city. So I don't know about you, but, when I did that website that said, where are you in line? And like, I'm, <laughs> it's like, I'm far, far, far down far the line. Down. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll see, see what kind of rollout, whether there's a, a new rollout or a speedier rollout coming in the future. But uh, yeah, this is sort of still going to be the way we operate for quite some time. For sure. Um, so why don't we get into the meat of this episode? Are you ready to spill the track? 
I am ready to spell the check. Let's do it. Cool. Radiation levels are off the charts. I know. And and the odds of, of someone surviving for that long are, are vanishingly small. I know that too. You can't go, Hugh. You have me, you know, Adira, and everyone here. Oh. I need to go for me. I was so lost after I came back. And ever since we came to this future, I, I found a purpose I didn't even know I was looking for. I can help Zaru. And if there is a survivor, they've been alone for decades. And maybe I can help them too. Promise me that you'll be safe. We'll keep comms open. You can listen in the whole time. Hmm. I gotta go. So here's the uh, recap. We're going to cover two episodes in this uh, podcast this week. We're going to cover episode 11, Sukal. And I'm going to give you the description of that right now from CBS All Access. Cool. I was about to read the synopsis from Memory Alpha, but why don't you go ahead and read the CBS All Access one. Okay. All right. So Discovery Ventures to the Verubin Nebula, where Burnham, Saru, and Culber make a shocking realization about the origin of the burn as the rest of the crew faces an unexpected threat. I don't know cool. if it's unexpected. I mean, come on. We've been well, building to this it's, all season. It's a C- okay, you're also reading the CBS All Access one. So, right. you know, they can't... They, they didn't try to pump it up somehow. You know, Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Emotional. So, yeah. Mike, why don't you go first? What did you think of Sukal and the whole setup for basically the last three episodes of the season? Yeah, so this is sort of, I would say this is part one of the the triumph of the, the trio of uh, the last episodes, mm-hmm. um, which is sad, but... Uh, oh, you were sad going into it, or are you sad? No, 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 I'm excited. It. I mean, I was excited. I mean, it, it, is, a, it is a nice arc when you mm-hmm. look at all three of these episodes. We're only going to look at two, and next week we'll talk about the finale. But mm-hmm. um, this one, as I was re-watching it today... I picked up on a lot of great character moments. Like just moments that were really, and, and when, I, when I was watching these character moments, I was like, you know what? This was in Johnson's top five things he wanted in season three of Discovery. Wait, which one? Which one? Character moments. You wanted character Oh, like secondary character moments? Yeah, I mean, just character development, character moments. Okay, uh, okay. You know, there were a lot of great moments here. Uh, and the first one comes right at the beginning when Gray reappears during kind of the post uh, post Giorgio Giorgio toast or whatever toast and mm-hmm. everything which we saw last week. Uh, Adira and Stamets are talking, and suddenly uh, Gray appears. That's after Stamets says some really nice things about like how she is part of the fa- his family and. And Culber is too, and then right. uh, and then Gray appears and says, "So am I." Oh. And so uh, it was. That was a really sweet character moment uh, right off the bat. And then later on, you get not too far later, but later on, you get uh, Stamets and Culber having a moment when Culber says he's going to go down to the planet. 
Right. And Paul is uh, freaking He's out. Freaking out. Yes. Literally freaking out, like having a meltdown. Is this please? Yes. Uh, so I thought those were really, really kind of special. And I mm-hmm. really, obviously, we have a nice attachment to those because obviously those characters represent the LGBTQIA spectrum. And mm-hmm. uh, it's really nice to see those moments kind of captured the idea of family uh, and more importantly, created family. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was just, it really felt special. And uh, so I really, you know, I enjoyed those moments. I enjoyed the kind of the progression that the episode went through. Uh, you know, I, and I think we talked a little bit probably when we first watched this, I thought that the holographic world was a little bit overdone. It was, yeah. I, uh, I mean, so but this... kudos to the VFX team or the special right. effects team, like, um, because I don't know the difference. I know there's visual effects and then there's special effects. So whichever I complain team... with two as well. I mean, there probably is, is a difference, but I, yeah. I kind of complain it all. So, I mean, kudos to them for the world that they created, but wow, mm-hmm. it's a lot to uh, absorb. And it is a lot. I think this is where, and we had this conversation. I don't remember when was it at the beginning of the season. It's it's, this is the, the whole holographic, interface and the whole the basically the entire environment within the ship this is basically teetering on is you know what's leading the story is it the special effects or is it the characters and this is totally a moment where there's just so much going on this it the world building is interesting but it's almost distracting you know it's you have like basically like stairs from Hogwarts. You have these like animals in the sky. You have this big castle. I'm like, this is a little too extra where it was kind of just, and then you have this like smoke monster. I was like, oh my goodness, there's just too much going on where it was kind of just getting a little bit distracting and starting to become a disservice to the characters and what was actually happening, at least to me. It was it was just like, and I know we're not talking about the finale. I have several thoughts about the finale, but there are definitely moments like that in the finale too, where it's just like, it's just, it is too extra. Understood. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I think some of the, the, the world that they're in that they beam into is a, is a little bit extra. I agree. I think that I didn't, I think that no, if you, we do get Doug Jones without makeup. So he was probably true. like, yes, <laughs> like, right. I get to actually act without all these prosthetics and these like, high heel boots, whatever he usually wears. Um, so that was actually cool. I actually appreciated having Doug Jones, like moments with Doug Jones where he was, did not have to be worried about trying to articulate feelings <laughs> through all of these prosthetics, which he is really good at, but it was just refreshing. He is. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, it was great to see. Uh, Doug Jones in the flesh, so yeah. to speak. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I actually thought that there were enough character moments to kind of keep it going. And this time, at least, I wasn't as overwhelmed with the special effects, although they are very prevalent in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was more paying attention to how the characters were interacting with one another, which, as I was kind of thinking about this episode after I watched it, I think that there was a lot of great acting and a lot of great nuances between a lot of the characters on on this uh, in this episode. Sukal, I thought that it was really well done. I, you know, I I um, 
the believability was there the just everything from Saru talking to the elder I thought that that was important mm. uh, the partnership between Culver and Saru which you saw earlier in the season when he was trying to help the crew kind of get through the trauma of everything uh, mm. and and that was also mentioned again to Paul like he's found he's sort of found his calling he's a doctor but he's also kind of this not I don't know if therapist is the right word but counselor he's like he's like also like Neelix he's like the morale officer <laughs> yeah yeah but Basically. he's yeah but uh he's more he's more like Deanna Troy in that sense that mm-hmm. he's, he's more of a counselor than a morale officer but yes I think that is yeah kind of a combination sorry but... I've been still re-watching Voyager so that's been on my mind I'm like Neelix top of mind yeah yeah no I never thought of Neelix in this kind of role but I also didn't think directly of Deanna Troy uh, but I think he kind of fits in that yeah, in between yeah. um, almost he kind of reminds me and this just came to me a little bit of Pulaski where she was kind of, um, you know, doctor slash telling people what to do, you know, like maybe she's a little bit more bossy and kind of the grumpy old doctor. Uh, like yeah, she's McCoy. more like grumpy. I don't know. Yeah. If I would. She, but uh, she she she's also counseling to some extent. Like she's not the pure yes. medical she's person. Kind of like, sometimes, yeah, abrasive. But uh, yeah, so I thought that you know the character moments between them were really good, and especially mm. when they separate when Burnham beams back to Book's ship, uh, and he leaves. She leaves Culber and Saru there. I thought that that. Mm. I thought that that um, that separation that when they leave, when she leaves was really well done because Saru was going to go back. Right. And, and so also the thing that he said about being, you know, compromised. Mm-hmm. So if you watch, I watched a recap from the last episode at the beginning talks, to, you know, has that little tidbit with the Admiral and um, mm-hmm. Saru about being compromised. And actually now we really do see the compromise. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you know, we, you know, I saw it before and I thought he was compromised. I agreed with the Admiral. You said, no, I don't think he, he came off that way last Oh, no, week. no, I, I agree that he was compromised. My, my disagreement was whether or not, so this was our last episode. I do think he was, his judgment was emotionally compromised. But my point was, you were saying that he lied to Admiral Vance. Oh, right, right. My yes. point was, I don't think he realizes it. Gotcha. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not. But this episode, the way I read it, especially with that scene that you're talking about with Michael, is that he needed that to be pointed out to him. And then he kind of realized, yes, you're right, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that kind of all comes to fruition, but that right. continues our kind of discussion, on mm-hmm. it, you know? And I didn't really, like, you don't really see it through the episode, but when it comes down to it at the end, you know, when she leaves when she tells him no he has to stay um he would only be thinking about here if he went back to the discovery for sure which is true absolutely Um, and he his judgment is also compromised because if he was actually agnostic about the situation he would realize that he needs to be the one to be there to connect with some call because he was like, Oh, Michael, you're like xenobiologist skills. I was like, what are you talking about? You are a Kelpian. He's a Kelpian. If anything, it makes sense for you to be there and maybe tell Michael to go back or leave Tilly in charge or whatever. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I was like, for sure. It was his judgment was definitely not 
the best in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. So that I thought that was really good. I mean, the other thing, going back to the discovery, some really great scenes. So this this is the point too, mm-hmm. where this was the episode where I believed Tilly as number one. Yeah, she was great. You know, she was so good. She was in this role. You did not believe that she was ensign. She's definitely acting captain. She definitely, which which we'll come back to when we talk about the finale next week because I have some notes on I that. Um, but uh, and the, but the pep talk that Michael gave her was really yeah, good. It and was that, another yeah. character moment where they're yes. sharing, touching things, and they've been roommates for so long, and mm-hmm. it's just been uh, really you know amazing. And that Lord. anecdote about the nub on the chair. I really yeah, like, right? like that a lot. Yeah. So it was just, um, yeah. So that was really great. Uh, but Tilly really took command in this episode. And I think she c- takes uh, command also in There is a Tide in the next episode, which we'll talk about shortly. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I really believed her as number one, as the acting captain in this case. Yeah, I think that she did uh, a great job. Obviously, you know, things did not work out as planned. But I think that given the circumstances, she did a really great job. Right, exactly. Totally yeah. agree. So I thought that the, and I loved that if you pay attention to um, just the characters looking to her for leadership. They really did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the camera catches it, obviously, thanks to the director. But you see that, like, what are we going to do? And she stands firm. She's strong. She really does a great job uh, right. in that role and uh, kind of puts uh, puts Osira kind of at, you know, at a, a, I don't know how to describe it, but she put, you know, Puts her in a place, but not really, obviously, because we see the end of the episode when they beam aboard, which seems to be like a slight oversight, right? I don't get... So we need the mechanics. I I Basically, I need a Discovery Techno manual because their shields were up. I was like, how did they beam on board? Because I think this happened one other time, and I found it to be very distracting. Their shields are up. They're repairing their shields, but then they're also like, shields are at 50%. As long as the shields are up from what we understand... You can't beam on and off. Like, you know, that's been right. a very hard set rule. Yeah. Uh, at least in, you know, TNG, DS9, Voyager era. So I'm like, people are just beaming on and off. I'm like, I don't get it. So what? People can beam, whatever now? Like, how do you defend against that? So right. that, I did find a, that a little distracting. I did too. Uh, yeah. You know, especially when uh, the decloaking happened due mm-hmm. to the potential reburn that yeah. almost occurred on mm-hmm. the planet. Uh, that I felt like was a real, really opportune opportunity for for that to all happen. And it could have been like shields are down or something. You know, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. You yeah, know, exactly. One line, and then I wouldn't have it. Wouldn't have taken me out of the moment. <laughs> but literally, I was like, but I don't understand. So well, so I'm also wondering too if cloaking so is. So maybe we maybe we missed the part where cloaking still doesn't work with shields. But they but, but they but they sorry the discovery after they both decloaked because of what happened with the almost burn whatever they said shields are at fifty percent. Oh, did they? Okay, I noticed I this. Yeah, did, I still yeah. was like listening for it because I was like I want to make sure that I didn't miss something uh, because they were like yeah weapons are ready shields are fifty percent. And yeah. then uh, they just beamed into the 
splitter chamber. The yeah. Chamber. So yeah, I think also I agree with you. Like yes, I would love a discovery technical manual. I think yeah, there's I, I think there's <laughs> I some like issues one. with uh, that because of what we've seen in some of the visual. I yeah yes visual effects. Because it's like the TARDIS where the inside's yeah. bigger than the yeah. outside. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was something that's that's been a hard and fast rule in Star Trek for many, many years. A long and, time. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's Discovery seems me. to, yeah, Discovery seems to kind of ignore that piece of it. And so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and we'll have more to talk about that next mm-hmm. week, obviously. Mm-hmm uh many thoughts many thoughts yes uh yeah so so yeah so these minor little things obviously there is some confusion about whether you can beam through shields or not yeah whatever um but obviously osira takes takes control of the ship Mm -hmm. and uh michael's on her way back and they uh jump away so yeah i mean but tilly did a great job standing up to osira yeah I thought it was really a strong performance. And as we've said before, you know, Michael's had a great arc of development. Mm. So has Tilly. Yeah. I mean, for sure. And Tilly has just had a lot of great moments this season. But, you know, Michael Burnham, our Lord and Savior, (laughs) whatever. Big note for the finale for me. I'm already kind of giving you a hint as to my feelings about the finale. But, you know, it needs all go back to Michael because you said the state of the galaxy. So, whatever. (laughs) Um, We'll save those comments for next week. We'll save. (laughs) That was a prelude. Uh, Um, uh... I would like to know your thoughts about the whole Sukal is the origin of the burn situation because i have thoughts about that but what are your thoughts yeah um so we learned a little bit we don't learn the full right but it's like okay it's pretty obvious like yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean they they start to delve into it and it's sort of on you know obviously he gets upset during this episode and it causes an almost burn again so there's you know it's not fully explained until finale but Mm -hmm. uh so yeah, I mean it's uh I think it's unexpected, sure. Uh and if we jump ahead, I mean the explanation to me actually makes sense. Does but it? what uh I, I mean, am. you know, it's fine. I mean it's uh it's just mumbo jumbo science fiction for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but sure, it, whatever. So and I haven't read it yet, and I'm going to. I did download the book. It's a short story, it's a novella or whatever that this that they say that this season was based on. Okay. Uh, and I can't remember. Oh, yeah, from... I read that too. Yeah, so I'm going to actually read that. They say it's not, you know, obviously it's not taken completely, but uh-huh. um, but I was definitely, um, definitely, it was basically uh, Ursula K. Le Guin, which uh, they did ma- name a ship after her uh-huh. for this. Uh, the... The short story or the novella is called The Ones Who Walk Away from Omilas. Okay. So I'm going to read it and uh, kind of get an, an idea. Oh, yeah. Of report this. back to us. Yeah. So yes. maybe I'll, I'll get to that on my uh, extra day off tomorrow. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's. I mean, we don't know the com- we don't know the composition of the nebula. We don't know. Um, you know, there is some. 
as Culver kind of says, there is a possibility that he, uh, that Sukal being born in the nebula with all of this radiation and dilithium around him, there could be some commingling of his DNA with the uh, particles of, of all of that. Um, so, sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. There is, it's, it's maybe, it's maybe more of a letdown because you think that the burn is this really big thing. And we've kind of been thinking right. that it was a big bad in this, this season. Like there was someone, something or someone at the be that was so great and powerful that could do this. Right. And we find out that it is a, a child right. who did this. So, yeah, I mean, it's still Star Trek. You know, it's still oh, yeah, it's not it's not not Star Trek. Yeah, but um, yeah, I definitely was the whole Sukal thing did not. It was fine, but like you're saying, I kind of really, I, I personally really wanted a grander conspiracy <laughs> at the center of it. You wanted a bigger payoff for this. Yeah, the problem here is that you know the burn for this whole time has been this big mystery and it was like really, really building up. And we had Osara as a villain and Osara's okay as a villain. I actually really like the next episode um, because we flush Osara out quite a bit, but she's not kind of, you know, it, I feel every season we've had like a really good, like season one had Lorca and Lorca's payoff I thought was really strong. Um, you know, I, I thought, some people did not like Lorca. The whole, you know, oh, this was the season, the complaint about season one was they're not, you know, they're, they're not holding like Gene Roddenberry's vision for like whatever, whatever. But then we found out Lorca was mirror and that still wasn't good enough an explanation for people. Whatever, but I thought Lorca was great. Uh, I liked Jason Lorca was, as well. was, You know, because Jason Ice was so good. So good. Um, and season two, season two also had this like big villain, right? Control, like, you know, and whether or not well, Red Angel slash Control, you know, it, yeah. it was initially the Red Angel. Red Angel, but then, and then, but then we learned that, you know, Control is behind, you know, everything. Yeah. And yeah. again, this massive, you know, conspiracy, right? To basically end all biological life in the universe. I, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so this time I was just like, eh, it's okay. It's like, you know, Osiris, like, fine. You know, she, she, she's bad, you know, she's quote unquote bad. Um, but I just, I just thought the whole Sukal thing was kind of a letdown, um, personally, um, because yeah, it was, just, it's basically just like the burn was basically a freak accident. That's what it boils down to. It was a freak accident. Um, there was no bigger nefarious plot and yeah, it's just okay. That's fine. Um, so I could, I could see for me, the writing was kind of on the wall where it was like, all right, this is like you know whatever whatever i we need more information but it was just like it's fine this is fine yeah i mean that it that it was a child i think it's the hardest piece of this to kind of swallow uh you know if it were something where it was the ship that had a warp core breach or did something and it was amplified because of the nebula and the dilithium being there maybe that would have been something but it is a child it is a being well he's 125 years old now so mm -hmm. um you know yeah it, one single innocent person responsible for millions of lives being lost and destruction across the galaxy uh is is 
yeah it seems uh it seems like a drop in the bucket for the outcome mm. uh you know it would have been interesting if that had just affected you know a certain percentage and made that area completely incapable of warp speed or something uh something like that but to to affect the entire federation and the galaxy that's uh that's pretty pretty amazing i mean so that's one word for it um, yeah i mean it's yeah. you know maybe not the best word for it but uh it's yeah but that's what we get yeah that's what, it, like, what we right. have you know right. you know it's maybe not our favorite answer to the to this season um but uh again you know we do have we do have these different themes or these different baddies these different character focuses or thing focuses each season but there's a deeper deeper um theme and we'll talk about more about that next week yeah because that uh kind of gets summed up by michael uh and and as i was re-watching this it made more and more sense uh so when you know that's uh kind of the the way it uh it goes so cool Anything else for Sukal that you want to talk about before we move on? No, I think um, that pretty much covered most of it. Do we want to move on to There is a Tide? Yeah, let's uh, let's spill some truck about There is a Tide. Let's go, Paul. We have to move. No, I'm not going. <laughs> Paul! We have to jump back now. He's in the nebula. And so is Saru. We have to get you off the ship. They'll die. I know. I already lost him once. I can't go through that again. And Adira, what would I tell them? Adira's with them. No. No, 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 no. Hey. Let go of me. I can't do that. Let me go. No. Paul! My whole life is in the nebula! Cool, so do you want to read the synopsis for this one? Yeah, so episode 12, There is a Tide. Again, not sure, inserting my commentary here, not my favorite title. Uh, Don't quite get it. Maybe we can suss that out. Uh, Maybe you have thoughts on that. But anyway, after capturing the USS Discovery, Osiris seeks a meeting with Admiral Vance while Arnhem and the crew must overcome unimaginable odds as they attempt to regain command of their ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we saw the Discovery jump away uh, at the end of uh, Sukal. And then we, we get into this episode right off the bat, and boom, they're traveling through this corridor. Very convenient. Is, right, yeah. that is able to catch up to the discovery and yeah, the viridian um so or the whatever her ship is called i think it's called the viridian maybe it is um, yeah yeah I, I was so, like oh how convenient it's like what is the point of them getting left behind you know well i mean so they do have a small ship and obviously you see all the debris is pretty large so anything larger than a small ship is not going to be able to make it through that oh no well I, my point is like it was almost a cliffhanger like oh no you know like the Viridian and Discovery jumped away and they, you know, didn't make it. But then they basically just catch up like five seconds into this episode. Yeah, so there's yeah. almost like no point that they were left behind, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just like a little bit of suspense, but it was resolved so quickly. Right. Uh, it's like, whatever. 
So what else did you, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on there as a tide? Yeah. So on this one, I really like this episode a lot because it gave us so many different gray areas. So one is Osira. I love how they gave Osira just a lot more character here because she, you know, we were given this idea that she basically wants to destroy the Federation, but then we find out that she wants to actually form some sort of alliance, actually combine basically the Federation and the Emerald Chain. And we see a lot more depth to her character, uh, particularly through the character of Aurelio, the scientist who we are introduced to in this episode. And we're basically presented with these kind of like shades of gray in Osira, where yeah, she is kind of ruthless, um, but at the same time she has this soft spot where, you know, for Aurelio or potentially for other people maybe that have been cast away um, that society doesn't want and she sees potential in. And she is, you know, she, she does what she needs to do to survive and to kind of thrive in this new world. But, you know, she's not one dimensional. I love that. I love kind of the um, back and forth between her and Vance where they're trying to figure out like, is this something that can work? Um, and ultimately it doesn't, but you know, I, I liked, I really liked all those scenes actually, where it's a lot of dialogue, but we see that she's willing to make sacrifices and, um, you know, to make this happen basically. So I, I really like this, you know, like that part of it. Um, I also really liked the scenes between, uh, Michael and Stamets, like where, again, all this gray area where, once Stamets is freed from, you know, being kind of held hostage, um, he wants to jump back to the nebula. And Michael is like, no, we can't, we can't do that. You know, that's exactly like, that's exactly the opposite of what we need to be doing right now. And Stamets, there was a really powerful scene where he's like, my whole life is in that nebula. Um, and Michael basically knocks, knocks him out with a Vulcan nerve pinch. I was like, this is really, it was really good drama. Like it was really strong development between those two characters and this gray area of what is the right thing to do in this kind of situation. Um, you know, obviously Stamets has his priorities, but you know, the future of the Federation may be at stake. So I thought that this episode did, did, did a really good job of kind of giving Osara, um, who really hasn't had too much time beyond like, you know, a few mustache twirling scenes, like much characterization, but then also, um, yeah, introducing some conflict between the characters that we've, you know, spent so much time with. And hopefully, I'm hoping that there's more to that, like in terms of Michael and Stamets, like we see a little bit of that in finale where there's some, you know, side eye basically. Um, but I'm hoping that there's like kind of lasting impact um, that we kind of need to kind of, you know, um, kind of delve into a little bit more. And even these were, oh, that, that scene where Michael essentially ejects Stamets and Stamets is like screaming at her. And he's like, we came here for you. Hugh came here for you. We didn't want you to be alone. Like that was like great stuff, great drama. Um, so I really let, you know, there's definitely a lot going on in this episode, but um, I think those two kind of heat like interactions, uh, Stamets, Stamets and Michael, and then Vance and Osara, like really stood out to me. Yeah. What about yourself? Well, yeah, I agree with you? you on that Stamets and Michael drama. Wow. Uh, really powerful. Uh, yeah. Almost, 
heart-wrenching, but also it was clear that Stamets was losing his mind. Yeah. Uh, and couldn't really make a decision that was the right decision. And, you know, I don't, you know, I understand where Stamets is coming from, but I also really, I'm on the side of Michael here. Sure. I mean, it makes perfect sense. He's kind of emotional. Uh, he wants to jump back. Like, first of all, the bridge controls the drive. So if n- who's on the bridge, like he can't just jump in the queue True. and True. decide to go somewhere. Uh, although he seems to think he can. Uh, so that's the first thing, you know, you kind of see him lose his, his uh, mind. And so that was, uh, yeah. that was, uh, yeah, that was he hard literally to like lost a shit. Like, yeah, he, he did. Yeah. And that was hard to see. That was hard to watch. Uh, not, not in a bad way. I mean, I enjoyed watching it, but it was hard to see a very beloved character from who has, you know, has had his own path. I mean, and, and character development through the season. I mean, really, and been through the ringer. I mean, obviously he lost Hugh. Mm. He got him back. When he got him back, it was not the dream that, you know, he thought it was. And they went their separate ways almost until the two-part finale when mm. Colbert didn't end up going uh, to the Enterprise. And, uh, you know, they haven't really had that moment where they can be like, have their honeymoon, so to speak, like get away. Uh, so which, you know, I think they desperately need. And it would be nice. But there's see. never a dull moment, basically. Yeah. It would, you, you don't know, have but any it would, downtime at all. Yeah, it would. But, you know, my hope is that as this series progresses, and I know that there's always going to be an arc, but I do hope that we'll get to see like a family vacation of sorts or something uh, that uh, the four of them, and I include Gray in there because I think that we'll see, um, we'll see Gray next. We obviously will see Gray next season, but I think we'll, I think they'll be able to see Gray next season at some point. Uh, so I, you know, I, I hope that there's a moment where we can kind of see like a shore leave ish episode where yeah, they, they go on a vacation. It. Yeah, they need yeah. it. Uh, so there's that uh, for sure. That's that's powerful. That's heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know drama at its finest. And wow. And yeah, you do hope with such a big explosion like that. And you do see the remnants of that in the finale, obviously. But I do hope that they will carry that through part of the next season. And yeah, kind of... I definitely think they need there needs to be some sort of reconciliation. Like, yeah. you know, they need to figure it out because yeah. they didn't have time for it in the finale. There was so much going on. So, yeah, so many exactly. Going on. Yeah. So. so there's that. But then we have, you know, the other piece of this. So we, we talked. you talked a little bit about Osira. I agree. The scenes with her were great. Uh, it does flush her out. It does uh, flesh, flesh her out, not flush her out. Flush her out. Yeah, flush her out. Like flesh. even yeah. flushed her character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that definitely was nice to see you kind of get a more uh, two-dimensional, three-dimensional, three-dimensional? Ca- not two-dimensional, three-dimensional character. Uh, and uh, in the end, you kind of see that it's her ego that will just, you know, she comes with great plans, but her ego is not going to. But part of my problem. OK, so part of the problem with this negotiation and we can kind of debate this is that all the concessions are coming from the Emerald Chain side. We don't talk about any concessions coming from the Federation side. So I was like, I get I get it because we have these like Federation ideals. Right. But are they impenetrable? Are they 
unnegotiable because the, the Emerald Chain, like they were like, we'll get rid of slavery. You know, we'll we'll stop, you know, we'll make sure we respect the prime directive. Like they were definitely like wor- like trying to work this out. I didn't hear one concession from Vance, you know. Well, so you have to remember though that and this is what we learned earlier a couple episodes ago from Rin. They are the emerald chain is out of dilithium. So they're kind of at the end of their power struggle. And so this really is the only play for them. And the only way that they're going to do that is by merging with the, the Federation in some way. So I, I feel guess, like that's but a... Like, but they also know the, but the Federation is not exactly, you know, in a great spot either. No, they but they, know you know, that. I think that I, I think that there is definite a need to solve, to save the chain and to save the people in the chain. There needs to be these concessions. I mean, she's coming to them to merge with them and form something new. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the end, I think it's really her ego get, that gets the best of her because she is the face of this. She is the evil person who's sure. done all of these horrible things to all of these people. And we see it in this episode where she outright assassinates Rin on the bridge without a, a second, you know, one, literally one second he's there, the next second he's not. Mm-hmm. Like she is... That's murder. And she's on a starship. She's on she's on the Discovery. Uh-huh. She does that. That's murder. So even if even though that happened after her after she walks away from the negotiation, she totally now has pretty much said put herself in a position where she needs to face justice for that. She but no- you know, I, I just don't I don't know what Vance really expected from being like, you gotta stand trial. Like that's basically like if I was Vance, I would totally expect someone like Wasira to not buy that. Like, but it on. wasn't. So it wasn't a Federation trial. It was a Emerald Chain trial, and that was the difference. She, he's not asking her to submit to the Federation for a trial. He's asking her to submit to the Chain for a trial. Is he? Yep. Yep. Are you sure? I am one hundred percent sure. He says you need to be tried by your own people. And there needs to be a decision for that. So yeah, yeah, no, it's not a Federation trial at all. She's, she's being held accountable by the Emerald chain for her crimes. And so it is definitely not, um, I know you're reading the Wikipedia. Yeah. I'm just going to, I don't remember that. Yeah, no, I, I picked up on that. And, uh, so it is not, uh, it is not a Federation. So, so yeah, she is, you know, she, it's her ego in the end that kind of puts an end to this because she thinks she's going to be the one to kind of be the face of the Emerald chain in this new, whatever federal federation Mm -hmm. Alliance. So, uh, you know, at that point you see it all fall apart, but I think that, you know, that's, that's where that kind of ends. The other piece that I, I really enjoyed was all of the discovery stuff. Obviously we have Michael crawling around like, reclaim the the starship and trying to reclaim the starship and i thought that her killing those regulators was great and brilliant and um really well done i thought that the command crew and their like i love this command crew i love the bridge crew they're they're they can they know how to read each other without even saying words and i thought that when they uh, overcome the 
the people who the regulators i thought that that was excellent and i was like why didn't this happen sooner why why did you wait so long like seriously like well they're like trying to buy their time because they were like they had to knock out those two guards which are like okay it's like two guards against like eight people like yeah exactly yeah um, so um it was for the yeah drama. i thought you know and rin obviously makes you know makes good on helping them break out of there and which is also why osira pretty much kills him but uh, i'll be honest i don't really care about rin i was like bye bye felicia i don't really care um, oh see i love i i i think that what we have a human crew which is you know from the time they come from uh-huh uh, i you know the 2250s you know, yes, it was a mainly a human starship. There weren't a ton of aliens. Like okay. we have Linus, we have Saru, we have oh. this other character that I don't with the you know the squiggly face. I don't even know what they. I are. don't know. He's um yeah. But he's you know, it's primarily a human crew, so I think it would have been great. And Andorians are a fascinating uh, crew. If you ever go back and read the deep space nine novels post uh, or watch finale. enterprise we get or a watch enterprise. enterprise yeah 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 so there's a lot of great you know andorian stuff in there so uh, i think it would have been great to have an andorian crew member i mean so. i didn't really feel anything about rin's death only because it's not like we spent that much time with him that we've made a connection like he's spending a little bit of time with book a little bit of time with Tilly, but then I mean, he helped out the crew to escape, but I I didn't feel anything. I mean, if anything, that was more a moment for Aurelio to kind of see, you know, Osara for who she was, so that sure, you know, whatever, whatever, so he could help her, like he could help the crew in the finale. But I don't know. I was. Just like, I mean, and speaking of Aurelio, it's great to see Ken Mitchell back. Uh, for his third or fourth character mm, on Discovery, yeah. uh, and he's—I believe he has ALS. So this, uh, yeah, yeah. this chair is uh, uh, partially helping him be able to do the longer days in uh, in acting in production. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I liked Rin. I thought he would have been a good good addition to the the crew. I thought that you know going back to when he and Detmer flew book ship and attacked Osire the first time. Oh, right. Yes. Also him and Detmer. So yes, yes, yes. you know there's there's stuff there. You know there's there's good character development there. So a little bit. I I still didn't really feel anything. I was like, All right, okay, no. I, uh, I did, and uh, I'm sad that he was killed. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I you know did. I felt things were other for the other moments in the episode though for sure. Yeah. So I mean it was great to see the the crew break out and go after kind of to take back their ship and then at the end of it we see the dots kind of come up where Yeah. I know so, you're rolling your eyes. Well, this no, is not okay, your so, favorite piece of it I'm sure. No, so my problem here is that they took over the discover computer so easily when in season two, it was such a problem. They could not get rid of the sphere data from the computer, remember? And that's why they tried to destroy the ship and they couldn't. And I'm like, uh, shouldn't like the sphere data put up more of a fight? Like, you know, instead they kind of retreat to dot 23s and the dot 23s don't even do anything in the finale. They, they barely do anything. They couldn't like activate the turbo lift. The only thing that they did um, was save a Wilson. You know, that's the only thing that the sphere data did. Otherwise, Sphere Data did jack shit. So I was just kind of like, come on. Like, it it was almost like nothing. 
I mean, well, I mean, I mean, I, showing up. I, I understand. Okay I understand what you're saying. You understand? My, Do you understand? I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I, I think emphatic. that what's that? I'm being very emphatic. I'm you are being emphatic. emphatic. And, and I want to pose a technical piece to all of this. Uh -huh. So remember that the discovery was refitted. So sure. they obviously, and we see it next week, we see a brand new computer core mm -hmm. with programmable matter and all this other stuff in there. Mm -hmm. So I think that the fact that the data is no longer so tied into discovery that it can go into a dot. And I know that this is a huge, huge discussion. I've listened to it on a couple of other podcasts. Oh, okay. You know, I, you know, I think it's possible. I, this is my own theory. It's I all think, conjecture. Like we don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, the, as I'm we, just basing it off of what we saw in season two, where the scourge. Sure, and that's what everyone else yeah. is too. I think so that, integrated, right? But we see in the finale, we see the new computer core, we see the programmable matter, we know that the the discovery went through this huge retrofit. Uh -huh. So I think that there is a way that this all makes sense in someone's mind, thoughts, in whatever. In someone's mind, the writer, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's so. Yeah, and also remember that all of the part that we saw at the beginning of the season was pre-retrofit. So, you know, the the when they played the movies for the crew and all of that, that's all pre-retrofit. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, this again is all conjecture. It is, you yeah. Know, I, but I, I, I think know. I mean I didn't. But then I it wasn't just, bothered it just by amount, this. It just amounted to very little at the you know ultimately in terms of how much Astrea data actually because this yes this episode kind of sets up. Fine. Let's just let's just assume that because of the retrofit, the computer was easy, like more easily taken over. Sure, but then they made this whole. Oh, my Alexa is going off because I said computer. Computer, <laughs> stop! Stop! Computer, stop! Okay, we can leave this in the podcast because it's amusing. But um, yeah, I would. But yeah, we made this big deal that the dot 23 show up at the end but they just did so little in the finale too there was well we're not talking about the finale yet it's just yes so anyway so hold your thoughts oh my know i know you have lots of notes yeah um but yes so i think uh you know it's if we make a lot of assumptions then sure maybe this could make sense but i i didn't even think about that i mean sure we had got a new computer core but yeah which is why i think it's also easy for Osira to take over the ship because it's all been reprogrammed uh, with this new computer system. So from the I third, guess. I mean, but second. the computer, I mean, we saw the computer still have a lot of influence even when they were assessing Giorgio's situation because they input it into the computer and then, oh, all the sphere data, like, you know, with the sphere data's knowledge and influence plus our current knowledge, we now are able to extrapolate you know, a solution for this problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was still integrated somehow into the yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. Anyway, but, I don't know. Yeah. Conjecture. That's right. Conjecture. It's all conjecture. Well, I think, and we'll talk about this next week, but I think that the, some of the technical aspects of discovery are a little um, dubious. Dubious is a good word for it. Yes. So, anyway, anything else from There is a Tide? Do you have any thoughts on the name? Like, no, it, I no idea. Maybe like, maybe it's supposed to um, reflect how the crew is like taking back, taking the ship back over. Like, so you know, it's um, it's a resistance or something. Okay. All right. Maybe. Yeah. I guess um, that sounds all right. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway. 
Cool. cool. Any, wait, so any other thoughts? Did you have any other thoughts? I didn't have any other thoughts. No, I, I mean, I, I had a lot more thoughts on Sukal than this episode. Um, I like this episode camp. more than Sukal because, again, I think we had a lot of very strong character moments. Um, I think more, they were least, highlighted. Like, you highlighted the two major ones. Yeah. And uh, it's like all this, like... And not, and obviously Sukal had character moments, but this kind of just gave us these kind of, like, gray areas that we had to, like, think about. Yeah. And I too. thought, you know, personally, I think that it would have been interesting if Vance actually accepted the offer. I think that that would have been very interesting um, in terms of what this means for the future of the Federation. Because, again, we're not talking about the finale, but everything gets tied up really nicely with a nice little bow. Um, and I feel that if we got more this like gray area about, you know, what is a federation? Like, what does it stand for? Like, rather than like all this, like, you know, utopian, like this is exactly what we stand for, uncompromised. Um, it could have been interesting. Well, Instead, I think, I, I think Burnham and crew bring that uncompromised piece. And I think that we're going to find, or, or I think it's pretty, pretty clear that the Federation has been compromised and they're just kind of holding together by the bare strings, which is why so many worlds have left the Federation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that the, you know, this was, this this season was about the burn. It wasn't about Mm -hmm. rebuilding the Federation. Next season most likely will be about starting to rebuild the Federation. But this season was about the burn and finding the origins of what happened Right, not right. about the actual rebuilding of it. Yeah, because when we are going back to that, you know, you know that episode where we visited Vulcan, um, Unification 3, and we kind of saw some of the issues that the, you know, again, we're presented with some of the gray area of the Federation, how it got too big. I feel that that was almost like a more logistical problem with how the Federation was quote unquote operating versus the quote unquote federation ideal and the ideals of the federation which i don't think has been compromised i think the there definitely are logistical problems if you talk about 350 planets that's a lot to manage like you know like you can barely manage a company of 300 employees sometimes like there's so many people 350 planets that's a lot of legal like legalism that needs to be implemented um but i'm talking more about it would be interesting to see more gray area in terms of what the Federation now needs to represent in this post-burn era. But instead, this this is why I um, why I was saying what I was saying earlier about the negotiation between Vance and Otara is that Vance kind of just you know he held on to these ideals of the Federation, uncompromising. You need to stand trial. Whether sure you need to stand trial by your own people or whatever. Um, it was just, it would have been interesting, at least to me, to see there be a little bit more of that wiggle room. Because I, I really like things like that when ideals, and this is why DS9 was so good, when some of the ideals do not stand up to scrutiny or stand up to pressure. Um, I don't know if I love Section 31 and stuff like that, but I think there's there's interesting area to think and to discuss when you're talking about, um, I guess, the situation when things are not, th- think ideals are hard to uphold, I suppose. So anyway, I don't know. Um, no, I mean, that makes sense. I, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that, again, I'll go back to my point that just says that, you know, the Federation is the bigger, bigger of the two or, and 
obviously Osiris coming to the Federation to propose this, so they need to make the most concessions. But Which, yeah, we don't we sure, don't yeah sure. we don't we don't know what the ideals are. I mean, if you go back and think about the episodes, um, you know they're doing whatever they can, what little they can. But honestly, the fleet is out for months at a time in different parts of you know the galaxy trying to help the worlds and it takes months sometimes to get to to a planet to help them out so i think that they're kind of just trying to do whatever they can but obviously half over half the galaxy is disconnected from one another so yeah i don't know we don't know a lot maybe we'll learn more and i also think that these kind of areas these what you're talking about, these kind of gray areas are better kind of sussed out in novels and and in that kind of realm, they don't really make great television to kind of go into these deep dives on ideals unless it's, you know, a I single guess, ideal. Um, isn't one of the best episodes of GS9 in The Pale Moonlight when Benjamin Sisko really had to examine what his Federation ideals were and yeah. what the better... The, the greater good actually needed and what needed to be compromised for that. I don't know. You know, um, again, we're not dealing with 26 episode seasons anymore. So maybe we can't have episodes like that. Um, But I still, I definitely think there's opportunity for good drama. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Some, but but I think you're, you're, you, the way you came across this sounded like you wanted, you wanted all to like dig into like all of the ideals of the Federation and what, what they were doing and, I think it would have been interesting. I think it would have been interesting to see like them go down that path and then the crew of Discovery, because again, we're presented with Discovery kind of holding the ideals of the Federation from a millennia ago, right? Um, for them to kind of re- have to react to that new reality of what the Federation, what like not just the physical reality, but the ideological reality of what the Federation needs to be in order to survive. But in any case, that's all yeah you know, all i mean maybe we'll see so. some of that next season we don't know what the you know this is hopefully you know hopefully discovery gets to go for many many seasons and can kind of maybe dig into one of the dig into some of this over the the future seasons that they'll hopefully get um yeah but we'll uh yeah we'll see uh yeah. i i think that we don't we still don't know a whole lot about the universe as it stands now really you know we we don't know the disconnections and all of it we've got navarra's perspective on what happened mm-hmm. um did we get any perspective from trill i don't think so not a lot not that uh I, not, not any other, real big other than clues. they left yeah, yeah they left so, so really i think that you know i think that if we if we go and visit these different planets next season i think we're we're gonna see these ideals tested yeah and we're gonna we're gonna get to dig into them a little bit more but um yeah so but we'll see i mean they're filming season four now and uh yeah, hopefully we'll later maybe this... in 2023 we'll we'll see no I, I think we'll see something maybe late 2021 hopefully maybe we'll see uh, cool so but, should we get into off topic yeah let's uh i think we've wrapped up everything we can talk about for these two episodes and obviously the penultimate episode was there is a tide and we have the finale to talk about and dig into the season next week so yeah let's let's talk some off topic cool all 
All right, Mike. So what have you been watching other than Star Trek? So I have been watching a number of different things. It's kind of a wide range of, uh, of types of shows that I've been watching. So uh, Dennis and I are watching, rewatching Avatar, The Last Airbender, uh, which is just, uh, we kind of picked it up. Uh, it was a Netflix suggestion and we both have watched it before and we just a long time ago. So we're watching it again. So we're almost at the like end the, of the original. Yeah. It's not the original um, one. Yeah. It's from like yeah, 2004. Like no, right? it's, it's like one, 2007. Yeah. yeah the original, uh, I think it's from 2007, maybe even earlier, but uh, mm. yeah. So it, enjoying that we, prior to that, we watched Bridgerton, which, yes, Bridgerton. Uh, which you finally got into. I also, so, and we can talk a little bit about that in a second, but I also wanted to say that we watched a couple of episodes of the Queen's Gambit. Okay. Um, okay. So that's heavy drama. And so we needed something just with the way life is right now in the world. Uh, we need it. Like you can only handle so much drama. I guess. Uh, I mean, I binged the Queen's Gambit in like two days. Yes, you did. That was Wait, three. so how many episodes of the Queen's Gambit did you watch? Uh, two or three, I think. So okay, okay. So yeah. enough to like see it get going. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll go back to it. I think that the drama of what's happening here in early 2021, uh, the news cycles and everything going on in the world right now is, you know, you kind of drama is not my favorite thing to watch right now. I want a oh, little really? bit of escapism, like a little bit of comedy something different to watch so okay. that's why we we're watching avatar but we did why we did watch bridgerton over the christmas holiday and kind of okay. that week after yeah i didn't get on until this week and the okay so the one reason why i actually started to watch bridgerton this week was at my new job we have they don't use slack there they actually do zoom for everything both video conferencing but also chat so they use they basically use zoom for group chats and things like that. And I'm part of a group chat for the New York City folk, and there are only five of us. Um, but I was invited to this weekly stand-up for the New York City folk. who, And we all work on like different accounts. So it's not like we're working on the same work. Um, so this is my second time joining. And my first question, I was like, so what do you guys usually talk about? <laughs> I was like, because it's not working on the same project, same clients. I was like, what, you know, there's no agenda. So I was like, what do you guys talk about? And they're like, oh, you know, we just kind of like talk about whatever. Um, and uh, someone, and I was like, first of all, I was like, all right, well, you know, I, I'm really not usually a fan of like agendas, agenda less meetings, you know, like it's like to you're what end? Yeah, you're to what end are we all here? Yes. Uh, but, you know, someone was like, Oh yeah, Johnson, you know, see any good TV lately? I was like, okay, let's talk about this. Um, and I kind of went off for like five minutes, but I was like, you know, some of my friends, um, you know, really uh, have, have been talking about this show Bridgerton and they all seem to be into it. And they're all like, Johnson, you gotta watch Bridgerton. So I was like, I know we should all watch Bridgerton episode one and come back next week and talk about it. Cause I was like, why not? So, and you know, there are people on this call that I would not say are like, oh yeah, you would totally love Bridgerton. <laughs> but I was like, you guys should totally, all, we should all watch Bridgerton. And I think they're, I think they're amused. It, I, I think the reception was somewhat lukewarm, but they were all kind of amused. 
Um, I'm not sure there was total buy-in, 100% buy-in, but you know, but I was like, well, I proposed it, so I got, I have to watch it now. There's no choice. So that's why I started watching Bridgerton, and then I ended up watching the whole thing in like two days. So it was great. Yeah, I mean, was, we watched it in like yeah. three or four days, maybe five days, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure. It was good. I loved it. I, I mean, it, it was great. It was soapy. It was, yeah. you know, there was this like Gossip Girl element. Yeah, like everyone is like all you know. Pretty much everyone's attractive, if yeah. not at least compelling. Uh, the main guy is definitely hot. Yes, um, he is yeah. uh, definitely. Uh, and and actually, like, nice. They want him to be the next. Scene. Yeah, uh, there were. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. You know, obviously, the uh, sex scene. Well, yeah, there weren't any gay sex scenes. So there it was were, still. I was still like, this is hot. I mean, like, you yeah, know, yeah. There was, was some of is, it. Yeah, yeah. There's stuff yeah. going on. I mean, there was like one. You know, it's a Shonda Rhimes show, so of course there needs to be at least one gay token something i mean there was but it was very tertiary yeah like, very, yeah very tertiary, very tertiary um, but i was sure. okay i was okay with that not everything needs to be gay 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 you know no like, no, no no yeah no so, so i'm still like you know it when we watch it i'm like why are we like it's just so captivating but i'm like why am i watching this why is this captivating like yes the the lead guy is hot i mean so yeah i guess i'm just watching i mean it's good soapy drama it's Uh, like candy and you know i could never be a lady in waiting in the early 19th century i have decided that that could not be me um that being said it was still just fun to watch and if you think about it so much happens it's like very, you know, Gossip Girl is like this too. And actually all Chandra, Chandra Rhyme shows are like this, like how to get a murder and a scandal. It goes so fast. Like plot wise, it goes so fast because we're set up with a villain in episode one, like that guy that was like, want to force um, the main character's name <laughs> to marry him. But yeah, he was, yeah. but he, but that was resolved by the end of episode two. And I was like, wait, was there only two episodes? And they're like, it was set up and resolved, but it felt like so much happened. But I was like, wait, that only happened in two episodes. And then, spoiler alert, they're married by the end by the end of episode four. I was like, what is happening? It just goes so quickly. So I think there's just something about it, the speed of it, the drama, the soapiness. There is a little bit of escapism because this is like this all reality where, you know, there's no racial inequality. I was like, sure, why not? You know, so there is this like a fantasy escapist element to it. Yeah. Um, I think everything combined just makes it very compelling television. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's totally true. So, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, but yeah, I can't really, ex- I guess you you put a better, put a better it is uh, explanation. Totally yeah, escapism. it is. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, so that's sort of why, you know, Queen's Gambit is not quite as escapism. It's, it's not, it's, it's not. I mean, there's a period element to it, which is like, oh, this is cool. You know, the way they brought the 60s, the 50s and 60s to life and stuff. Yeah, sure, but sure. But it's, no, it's it's definitely a drama. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah so. It gets, it gets a little heavy sometimes. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's heavy. So, I mean, obviously there's abuse and neglect and all these things that you don't really, you know, get excited to watch and see, so. Um, but there is a character that you root for. You know, she has problems, but you like really start to root for her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's underdog. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's not something that I can, like you, I can't sit down and watch that for eight, eight episodes. Oh, and yeah. It was like, it been, I think it's and only you six did. episodes, and, or six or seven, but it's like, Maybe seven, but they're long yeah. episodes. Yeah, they're hour. Yeah, that's hour. They're a full hour long show. So, 
so we st- we're yeah we're either in episode two or th- three or four i can't remember okay. uh, of that one and then uh oh so I, I watched the watch which is on bbc america uh which it's uh it's the one i sent you a trailer for oh it's yeah, I never watched odd, it. I never yeah. Watched it. <laughs> yeah no that's okay uh it's actually really enjoyable and interesting it's got some interesting characters uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So uh, is it I've only the first... on BBC America? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, but it might be, and maybe it'll. Uh, do you do you still have Hulu or no? I yeah, Hulu. It might be, it might actually pop up on Hulu. I don't oh, know. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Um. So yeah. So uh, watch the first three episodes of that. Episode four drops tonight. Uh. So that's okay. enjoy. That's what you know. That's been something. And then I've uh finally got into gotten time to watch the expanse yes which that's not like right oh no 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 this is something i watch on my own yeah okay Uh, so the expanse i feel is the best sci-fi show on tv right now i think i know it's definitely it's the man is very good very good yes um but the expanse is so good like i don't know like it's so well written so well executed it's complex i don't know you know it's not everyone's cup of sci-fi tea because it's probably a little too complicated um but honestly it's, it's definitely a, very convoluted it's uh there's a lot happening not, there's a lot, a lot of characters a lot of things that you like you only get snippets of but i think i'm enjoying this season much more because all the four main characters are separated mm-hmm. and you know that they're going to be separated so they all have their own storylines going on and actually all of their storylines are really compelling yeah no, uh, so it's, uh, it's been really really good i'm up to i'm about to watch episode six the other thing too about this is like an episode ends and you're like oh my gosh i have to like i have to find out what happens next and you yeah. start watching it and then it's you're really like good. uh halfway through and you're like okay i guess i'll finish this episode and the same thing happens <laughs> yeah. so that's that's uh been really enjoyable i'm really it's really good i mean there's all this like epic stuff happening but at the end of the day it's such a character driven narrative um and you see these characters just go through all this shit and they grow and they change it's just it's it's just so good um yeah i mean i i'm i'm trying to i'm enjoying this season much more than season four uh i think that you know season four i admit because the planet wasn't as interesting to me like there was stuff happening but the whole thing where they were trying to like get into the artifact and like trying to figure out what's going on. That was a little bit less interesting, but here it's like, obviously the big stakes for the season spoilers, you know, it's about the belts and yeah, the rebellion yeah. of the belt. Right. Um, there's yeah, actually very last, little last... about the proto molecule right now, but it's still so good. It's like, I mean, it was stolen. I mean, and Fred was, yeah, Fred was killed. Spoiler right. alert. For, it's not like season the, season four where it was all about this pro molecule structure and like, you know, what's right. going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is uh, uh this is a much better season. I think uh, I think this is my favorite season since maybe the first or second season. Season two uh, is also very good. Yeah. yeah. So um, um, and the whole yes. thing is, you know, this it's, it's this whole gray area right? It's like, what are the belters? Like, obviously, um, what's his name? <laughs> Holden? No, the, the terrorist. Oh, Marcos. And Marcos and Arios, right. Yeah. I just need to, to, you know, I needed something to remember. Jog the memory, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like this whole gray area, like what are, you know, obviously, I don't think we're supposed to be like, you know, Marcos, when what he's plotting, what he's doing is right. 
at the same time, it's like, what are the belters supposed to have done? Because they've been trying to get equal rights and justice for years, so many years, and they've been, you know, they've just been so neglected and, you know, they've suffered as a people that it's come to this point. Is it right? Like, you know, and so interesting to think about that. And, um, you know, obviously it's probably not right to kill millions of people, but they they got so desperate that this was the result. And, you know, maybe this is a larger discussion about like terrorism and, you know, right, right, the rights and wrongs of like, you know, people acting in that way. But I, I love how they're like kind of diving into it and kind yeah. of having yeah. that discourse about, and we get to see their perspective too, the, the, the perspective of the belters and even they're not in agreement about it. But I, I love that gray area. Yeah, I think there's a lot of great stuff in this season. So I'd highly, you know, if you've watched it before, I mean, definitely jump into season five because it is very good. It's on Amazon it's Prime. Good. It's yeah. great. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm watching. Uh, uh, I did watch the first two episodes of WandaVision. Uh, yes, I did too. I thought it was it was fun. It was interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, interesting. it's like set up. Yeah, it's set up. It's pure setup. So yeah. I think we're going to find out more about what's going on in uh, in coming episodes. But it, you know, it's very reminiscent of uh, Bewitched. You know, the titles. Oh for, yeah. For episode two, were Bewitched style. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Uh, I don't, you know, think of any '50s sitcom uh, for the first episode. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's. I think that. And there's there's a lot of chatter about it being part of a bigger Marvel mm-hmm. Universe piece. So I think yeah. we'll we'll get there. I mean, obviously that in the middle of the episode, second episode, there was a a uh, ad for Strucker Watch, mm-hmm. and you see the uh, yeah. octopus the of the uh, Hydra octopus yeah, yeah. or whatever. So on it. So it's um. I love those little like uh you know, this little nut, those little nuggets. Yeah. So there's there's some stuff going on. So, and obviously the radio breaking through. Uh, Yeah. I I love the, um, you know, one thing I really do like is that, you know, it's the episodes coming, going along and then you have these like huge shifts in tone when reality starts to break through. Yeah. Like in the first episode when Mr. Hart, the boss is choking and then it was like, suddenly you just went from this, like this, like, comedy you know this comedy right, errors to like yeah. you know like what is happening right now yeah um, and that happens in the second the second episode too i with the uh, spoilers like um the beekeeper i was like like what the fuck you know oh the beekeeper yes but i was even thinking that the radio well, the radio too when when yeah when she's um, helping clean up after the the women's meeting or whatever yeah that too yeah um, so it's, it's like such a stark it's very sudden and the way they do it is so well executed I love yeah it. yeah so it's you know it's interesting um it's yeah I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes next uh i'm also really i'm glad that they released two episodes because at least it gives you yeah, a now little it's bit more like, oh yeah. oh yeah yeah so um so yeah that's pretty much all i'm watching uh as far I mean, that's as a lot. that is a lot uh as far as what i'm reading uh oh yeah so that's been, not, there's nothing i'm not reading anything other than onboarding documents right now well yeah right uh so i've been reading a bunch of different things and a wide variety of things i'm reading um i'm i've gotten into the latest star wars the high republic light of the jedi book 
which is really interesting. So it's set 400 years before Phantom Menace. Mm. Um, it's an all, it's a multimedia series that they're going to oh, do release over the next three years. So oh. it's actually really interesting. Uh, you know, I, I want to kind of go online and kind of get a little bit more idea of these characters because you, you know, you, they've obviously fleshed them out a little bit more and they have, have released some information on them, but mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm reading that. I haven't, uh, I've only listened to the first chapter of, uh, um, Picard, of the novel. Titan, Picard novel. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've kind of taken a break from that. I'm reading actually I've got, uh, like, taking a break. You barely started. Yeah. I only, you're so excited the, about it. I was. And then the first, the first chapter just didn't grab me as well as, uh, oh. it, you know, which, Sometimes oh. happens with uh, some of these Sometimes, Star Trek novels. I mean, I, well, I always find the first chapter it's like set up right, and it takes it takes a while to really like flush it yeah. out, get into the yeah. of so story. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm also reading uh, on Audible. I'm listening to Audible uh, when Harry met Harry, which is really kind of cute and interesting. Harry, it's not gay. Uh, it's an yeah, it's an LG, yeah LGBTQ mm-hmm. um, book. Uh, I'm. So part of my this year and my spiritual journey is to learn more um, about my own faith and whatnot. So I've been digging into a book called The Case for Christ, which I read I've been reading. But on Mm, the audio side, on the audio side, I am I was listening to Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Another classic, um, which is uh, huge. You know, you have to listen. You have to read these with. Uh, it's very dense. Yeah, you have to listen to them though, in the mindset of when they were written, and understand that it doesn't exactly translate to now, because um, you know, mere sure. Christianity and he is uh, eighty plus years old or something like that. So, uh, but that led me to follow, like, to kind of delve into C.S. Lewis's writings a little bit. So I'm also listening to out of the silent planet by c.s lewis which is his sci-fi novel um he also has a space trilogy that's part of, that's book one oh, okay so this yeah. is where i i read yeah. it um it's okay. <laughs> it's okay yeah i mean i you know i've listened to i think the Chronicles of narnia was more a more successful fictional work from c.s lewis than yeah. the space trilogy yeah. so i'm kind of i'm kind of all over the place i'm kind of you are doing, all over the place yeah i'm kind of doing a lot of different reading uh just whatever kind of drives me in the moment uh but some learning some you know some fun stuff some uh you know cultural uh some cultural icons uh with c.s lewis and whatnot so mm-hmm. uh yeah uh definitely all over the place but uh yeah. a lot of a lot of great books and i'm actually going to keep a kind of written list this year of the things that i'm reading and read wow, and, look at you categorize it and aren't you, you know, special um, yeah so <laughs> you know um yeah i want to track kind of what i you know be a little bit more mindful of what i'm reading and what i'm yeah. taking away okay. from it so okay yeah uh that's pretty much what i've been consuming lately can't think of mm-hmm. anything else so what about you what's uh what have you been reading that's reading I mean, watching i've been reading anything okay. um, yeah you've been uh, off board, uh, onboarding, onboarding, onboarding. <laughs> not offboarding. You're not offboarding. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've already talked a little bit about what I'm watching, very emphatically. Once again, um, <laughs> I'm also watching uh, the Choli. I don't think you're watching it. The Choli Adventures of Sabrina. 
on Netflix. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, I've which watched parts of it. On yeah, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um. So this is like the last season. I mean, it's fine. I think like the first season. Did you ever watch any of the Chilling? I Bunches watched Sabrina? the the first season, if not okay. Or the part part of the first season, if not okay. The whole first season. So. so I think the first season was probably the best because I this does happen, you know, where it's just so ridiculous, so over the top. Now it's kind of like everything's a little more whole hum, um, you know, like it's not as compelling as it used to be personally and also just kind of seeing it for like it's just it's not that good like if you're judging it as kind of just like a piece of contemporary fiction it's honestly not like I mean, the writing is not good like I, I'm, I'm like I watched two episodes this season and I actually took a pause for two weeks because I was like this is bad <laughs> this is bad wow. um Meanwhile, there's all this, there's all this other, other content out there to watch right now. Um, but I did get back into it this weekend. And now I'm like over halfway through the season. I think, I think there are eight episodes on, on episode five or six. Um, I'm lucky at more. I mean, the first two episodes were again, a little bit meh, but now I'm kind of getting back into it and I'm, I'm just going to finish it off. So that's the only other thing I'm watching. I still need to go back to the boys. I, I didn't finish this most recent. Oh, I haven't watched that at all. So yeah, yeah. I, I still need to go back to it. Um, I don't know if now is the right time to do that, but. Oh, I mean, this stuff doesn't really bother me. I mean, like, you know, I, I compartmentalize sure. pretty well. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, like it doesn't really bug me. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um. So well, and in your off time, you've been watching Voyager. So that's and Voyager. I'm still on season yeah. two. I mean, these seasons again are very long. Well, 26 episodes. But, I mean, we're, yeah, it's just so much. I mean, the first season was only like I think 16, 17. Yeah. Well, it started it, in it, January. It was so like yeah, it was like yeah. a little short. Actually, it's uh, this past week was the oh yeah uh, anniversary. anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So, yeah, that's the other thing that I'm watching. I haven't been gaming at all. There is, There are some games upcoming that I want to play, but I haven't. I don't even have time for it right now. But there are some games I probably want to play, but right now I haven't been gaming whatsoever. So that's kind of sad. I want to kind of get back on that wagon. Um, but, yeah, that's it. I do need to watch the latest episode of The Expanse, but I'm actually, I've been kind of, like, saving it. Um, but... Yeah, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, it's probably anyway. the show that I'm enjoying the most right now, now that Discovery is over. Uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, the others that I've mentioned, I'm, you know, are fine, mm-hmm. are good, but uh, Expanse is like, any any show that makes me want to keep going mm-hmm. and leaves me hanging and also, I didn't, I didn't, so I will probably go back after the season is over and kind of see where, where uh, James, S.A. Corey's novels kind of take the adventure versus what they're doing in the TV show. But um, mm-hmm. I think that this season is phenomenal. And, um, but I don't, I don't preamble it. I, I kind of, at least with this show, one, I wasn't convinced that this was, you know, because I didn't really love season four. Yeah, you so, weren't in a rush to watch the season i wasn't because i you know i felt like it was a continuation of season four but this is so completely different Mm -hmm. uh than season four that uh i am i feel very compelled to to watch it and uh now that i'm into it um so yeah i will probably probably tomorrow on my day off i will probably watch episode six and seven 
uh, in the morning, probably when I get up. Uh, and just because I'm dying to find out what, what happens. So, but see, this is like what you're saying earlier. I mean, this, this is the experience is heavy drama. You were saying earlier that, you know, heavy drama is not necessarily your cup of tea right now, but the expanse is very heavy drama it is it takes itself very seriously. <laughs> it is like oh, it does, not, yeah. But you know. sci-fi heavy drama is different than it is. like there like is a level earth based drama. Earth based Terran based Yeah, Terran based drama is is different than sci-fi drama. So yeah. So because, that's yeah, that's like heavy stuff. For sure, like yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, they're deep family themes. dynamics. Yeah, yeah, Raci racism or elitism. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, basically it is. Racism. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely got those themes, but it's different when it's in a sci-fi setting. I think yeah, for me yeah, personally, yeah. I I you know the drama of real life and watching real life. I'm like, I need to escape from this, not kind of live through a different version of this right now so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but yeah so yeah i think that's everything um yeah. but we'd love to hear from our viewers uh if they would like to share with us what they are watching outside of discovery or star trek now that we are done with 23 weeks straight of uh of star trek so uh we've given you some but choices then it's like, when, when are we gonna you know i feel this year we we're gonna pr get prodigy for sure and that's probably gonna be i don't know summer and then what and, and, and then lower decks should be you know lower decks and discovery oh, the, season you think four lower decks season two is gonna be back this year yeah, I think we, uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, cause he was writing it while, remember, he was writing it while season one was airing. Yeah. I mean, but animation takes a long time too sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's just like, well, we're not going to see Picard this year because uh, they yeah. haven't even started pre. No, I think they started production, didn't they? Pre production, not production. Oh, are you sure? I'm fairly certain about that. Oh, let me look at that. I yeah, thought, like, because no. I thought, like, what's his name? The guy that, like, plays that, like, Ramlunkin, I thought that he posted something about going back to the set, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe remember his name? I don't remember the Evan, guy's name Evan, or the name of the character. So, Evan, Evan Agoria. Uh, sure. so yeah, no, uh, I think they're they're gonna start very soon if they haven't already, but um, I also think that they want to be really careful because their star is 80 years old. I know, so. he's old. Hope so hope let's not vaccinated. uh you know what i'll wait for picard if it means that we can have sir if, patrick stewart if, around if for many many stewart more alive, years sure. for many many more years absolutely yes he is old goodness um but he doesn't look it uh i mean he, he doesn't look 80 let's just he doesn't look his age but anyway yeah, so who knows what we'll see. Hopefully we'll uh, hear, I, I, I mean, you know, Strange New Worlds might be starting production soon. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of Star Trek news, so it would be nice, CBS, now that you've finished 23 weeks of Star Trek, that you give us some idea of what we're going to see in 2021. I'll take anything. Yeah, give me anything. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. uh, yeah. so yeah, so if you oh, want so to reach I was us, trying yeah, to we didn't finish that thought. <laughs> so we want to reach us, us. yeah. So email us. Oh, do you want to go? Sure. Email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle there is Deep Space Pride, and we'd love to hear what you're watching. If you've got any suggestions for us during these 
uh, dry period that we're going to be going into. Because uh, I think that also, I don't actually know what else is coming out this, you know, in the next couple of months that's, you know, in general we, or in general. Yeah. In general, because we, you know, I think we're kind of reaching the end of the well, if you really think about it. I think uh, Netflix has like years of content that they like are maybe. slowly putting out, okay. especially oh. considering the international stuff that they also tap oh, into yeah. sometimes, you know? Yeah, that's true. So well, we'll have to see. We but... will just have to hinge our hopes on Netflix. We will. And I think uh, Disney Plus, I mean, they still, I think they're finishing up like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's oh, definitely okay. slated to come out yeah. this year. That's There's true. definitely stuff, but everyone's kind of holding on to, oh, for all mankind, February. Oh, great. Season okay. Good. Yes. So we have that awesome. to look forward to. There we go. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll have something. I just saw the tra- they just released a trailer, I think, this past week. Oh, okay. Cool. I'll have to yeah, check that out. Mid-February or something. Cool. Well, I think that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about the finale of Season 3 of Discovery. Can't wait to go through all my notes. Yes. I, yes. I'm, I, let me, I'm so excited about hearing all, all your notes. <laughs> all my notes. <laughs> all your notes. Oh, gosh. I hope there's some good stuff in there because there is some good stuff in there. And I'm excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, good stuff. <laughs> there's some good stuff. That's not convincing. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to talk about it. I thought it was a great finale and I am looking forward to talking about it next week. Uh, so we hope you all join us again next week. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.